Okay, so today's daf is daf Yud Gimel, and we pick up from Omar Rav Gidel Omar Rav. Rav Gidel says the name of Rav. This is the fifth line on Yud Gimel Amar Aleph thirteen a. Again, we're up to the fifth line. All right, we have the place. Yeah. Fifth line, let's cover ground. Omar of Gidol, Omar Rav. Rav Gidol says in the name of Rav. Hai afkusa dedikla misachin bahu. A person is allowed to use uh, palm shoots as chach. Why? Afalgav da'agidei. Even though they grow in bundles. Eger bidei shmaim This that we said in the Mishnah. That bundled straw, twigs. Got it, sir. A bundle of straw, twigs, so uh, reeds um, are um, is not going to be kosher. That's when you tie it together, when I tie it together, when a human ties it together. Something that is connected in its growth is not considered a bundle, and it is valid. So if you have a branch with multiple branches coming off of it, that is kosher schach. Afalgav the hadar and this is true even if afterwards a person uh, kind of. Um, ties together the other end that's not naturally connected. That is also okay. Okay, very interesting, uh, very interesting halacha. And that which is that in order for something to be an issue of tying it together, the way that it's primarily connected has to be bidei adam due to a human action, as opposed to the main way that it's connected being from a natural, what we call because there really is nothing natural, it is from the Rabbani Shalom. Okay. Amru Chistam Ravina Barshila. Chistam the name of Ravina Barshila. Hani Dukri Dukari. When you have Dukri Dukari. Dukri Dukari, Rashi says over here, is um, like a very short bush that has small branches coming out of it. Misachachin Bahu. You're allowed to use these uh, branches as schach. Okay? You're allowed to use it together as schach. There's no problem. And the way it works is similar to the case we just said, where it's a short bush, but you have multiple branches that come off of one singular branch. Even though it's connected, even if afterwards you tie the other end, you're okay. It's still going to be valid schach. Tanamiachi. And this halacha uh, continues to be true because we have a brisa supporting it. Okay, and until now, we had Amay Ra'im, Rav Gidl quoting Rav, Rav Chista quoting Ravina Barshila, and now we have Atanya, a brisa, Konim Vidokronim, Misachem Behem. Konim, these reeds, Vidokronim, and these Dokronim, Misachem Behem, you're allowed to use it as schach. Okay, these are various types of branches that come together. Says the Gemara, Konim Shita reads, we know you're allowed to use. We already said that specifically, why you got to say that. Like we said, where you have multiple branches coming off of one singular branch, and you just cut off that bottom branch, so the many are connected. I might say it's considered a bundle, and therefore you can't use it. There's no problem. Period. Okay. I want to pause for a second and focus on. What would be the problem? We just said that it's okay. When you have multiple branches that are bundled together naturally, that's fine. Why? So it's very sensible. We learned yesterday, on yesterday's daf, 
the reason for a bundle to be an issue, the reason why a bundle could be an issue is because of Xera Dirabanon that people might look at that and say, oh, I could leave it there, eh, even if it's not done the same sale. That's when a person bundles it together. Over, over here, this is a fascinating idea. It's a fascinating idea, which is that apparently people need to at least be observant enough and to be keen enough to notice the difference of how things are bundled on somebody else's sukkah, which to me is a very interesting um, idea in life where, you know, there's very, very often there are lines where there's a responsibility on one side to limit themselves in their observation and how far they go in their understanding other people and at a certain point, it goes over to that other person. If somebody does something that's very uh, uh, unusual, okay? We'll, we'll say somebody runs through the streets without any clothes on. Somebody runs around the streets without any clothes on. So somebody else shouts at him, hey, put your clothes on. And he says, why are you looking? Why are you looking? Close your eyes. Don't tell me to put clothes on. That's not my, uh, what's my, my husband that you're looking? Yeah, it is, right? Because at a certain point, Adkan Hakafa Aleph, the Hakafa is now, you, you, you're, you're part of a greater whole. And yes, people are good, but, but <laughs> stop. You got to keep your body covered, Adkan, until here. And you have to, you have, you have no time on other people. And then you could have somebody who dresses what we'll call regular to society. And somebody else views inappropriate. That then you could say, "Listen, buddy, keep your mind to yourself." Why is it? There's very often. It's very very common. There's lines. The Gemara is drawing this fascinating line for us of when I place something on top of my sukkah. At what point is it no longer my achray? Is to make sure other people don't observe the t- my schach and start making mistakes lahalach. Okay, fine. V'yomar of Chistam Ravina Barshila. A little bit of a tangent here, but we're quoting the same Amira. Rav Chista, quoting Ravina, the son of Shila, says, Hani mirarisa de agma. A person who eats marar of the swamps. A person has fulfilled his obligation of marar on Pesach. There are certain vegetables that a person uh, can eat in order to fulfill the obligation of marar, we learned this in Psachim, right? We learned in Psachim what's considered marar. The Chista says, when you find the swamp marar, that's called marar. That's fine. Okay? Says the Gemara. Nesvei, that's the challenging question. Why are we bringing this down, by the way? Only because it's the same Amar. This is not, this is not uncommon for a Gemara to do. Once you bring down one statement of that Amar, we just continue on various other ideas that, that uh, they quoted to shame other people. So right now we're in Hilchus Pesach. Maybe that's challenging question. Okay. What does it mean, Ezoiv? So there's, we know that a person should take hyssop. Sometimes it's a bundle of hyssop, depending on which halacha the Torah is referring to. But whenever the Torah says that a person should take Ezoiv, that a person should take hyssop, it means specific azoiv to the exclusion 
of Azov Yavam, of Azov of Greece, Veloy Azov Kuchli, and also not Azov of Kechayel. Okay, now is it Azov of Kechayel? Is it the color Kechayel? We know the color Kechayel is blue. Okay, you're not allowed to use whatever's called called Azov um, Yavam. You're not allowed to use Azov Kuchli, Veloy Azov Midbari. You can't use the hyssop of the desert. Rely Azov Raimi, and not an Azov of Rome. Rely Azov Sheesh Lai Shem Levai. And you also can't use Azov that has any other type of name attached to it. The only hyssop that it is permitted to use is classic hyssop. What's the question? Ask the Gemara like this. There's a Mishnah that says that when you have a word, you got to limit it to the word and no variation of it. So why by marar, when there's a chiyuv to eat your marar, why do we say you're allowed, uh, you're allowed to eat the marar da'agma? You're allowed to eat the marar of the swamp. It's a variation of the name. You should, be, you should only be allowed to eat classic marar. Amr Abaye, Abaye says, follow this logic. This is very sensible. This is a very sensible thing. Um, but just, just let's follow along methodically. Amr Abaye, Abaye explains. Kol shenit mashmai Anytime you have something that received its name prior to the Torah being given. Okay. So before the Torah is given, it got its name. Ubasa Torah. And the Torah comes along. Vihikpida alay. And is makbid. Meaning, it mentions it specifically. The Torah mentions this word specifically. You should know, there's obviously other types of this that we don't want to be included. Meaning, at the time that the Torah was given, you have to know what was what. Because whatever was called the Marar at the time the Torah was given, when the Torah, that's really their Abanan, whatever's called Matzah when the Torah was given is going to be Matzah. And just because in Yiddish, in the Mamalashen, 120 years ago, they used to call Matzah baby bottles, doesn't mean you're allowed to drink baby bottles at your Pesach Seder. Because when the Torah was given, Matzah meant Matzah. So even though you have a different uh, name given to something, shkayach, that's not what it meant in the Torah. And when you have other things that were not established, okay, so there's no exclusion of it. Meaning like this. Marar the Agba, the Marar of the Swamp, was it called the murder of the swamp at the time the Torah was given? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. The murder of the swamp could have been during the times of the Amiram, during the times of the Tanoim, not earlier. So when the Torah says mar, when the Torah, when yeah, when the Torah says a specific name to something, or yeah, let's let's stick with mar because mar is midaraisa with the carbon pesach. The carbon pesach was obligated to be midaraisa al So if at the time the Torah was given. There was something called swamp marar. Now I know you can't eat it because the Torah should have listed it. But if swamp marar as a name never existed, perhaps I still may eat it. 
because maybe what we call now swamp mar can very well be regular mar of the type. Rava Amar Rava says, Hani Marisa Stamashmayu, Hai the Kari Lu Marisa the Agma, Mishum the Mishtakach the Agma. You should know. Swamp Marar is classic Marar. We just call it Swamp Marar to let us know where you're, where you're able to find it. That, that's where it usually grows. But the Misa, it's a classic Marar. Period. End of that uh, statement concerning Hochaz Pesach and the Halacha of Marar of Ravina. Uh, of Rav Chista, quoting Ravina Barshiva. Okay, again, what just happened? We had a statement where he says that swamp marar is okay. We asked a challenge on him from Azov, and the response is a very straightforward response, which is, listen, if at the time the Torah was given, swamp marar was called mar, it's fine. That's it. End of story. Because when the terrorists write something, it's whatever it intended. Okay, period. Viter, back to Hukasukh. Omar of Chista, Rav Chista says, When you tie two pieces of schach together, that's not called tying together. It's not called tied together. It's not called a bundle. Two things, not a bundle. Um, I'm sorry, one thing. Igid Bichad, I translated that with something else. No, Igid Bichad means in one. You tie one thing, you, you put a, a string around one, uh, one branch. Is that called tied together? Because I put a knot around it? No. Shalosh, if I have three branches, three pieces of schach to, uh, p- uh, put together, shmei eget, that's called bundled and it's going to be a problem. Shnaya machlekes erbeisi verabonon, the Tanah we learned in the Mishnah, mitzvahs ezav shleisha klochen. You know that when it came to the, the Pesach and dipping the hyssop into the blood, it says, You had to take for yourself a bundle of Ezoiv. This also applied to the um, Paraduma, when they would dip it, and when they would dip the hyssop in, and you needed to take three. Ubahen, so you had to have Shleisha Klochen, three Klochen, three branches. Ubahen Shleisha give Eilam. So both ends, so the bottom part and the top part need to be uh, three, it has to be three completely separate things, okay? It can't be um, uh, like open on one end and, and connected on the other. Rabbi Yaisi says, mitzvah ezav, the mitzvah of the hyssop is shleisha gevailim u'shi'arav shnayim. Okay, the mitzvah is to take three separate ones. Um, however, once you tie together three separate ones, if one falls out, it's still going to be kosher. The gardumav koshu. And the gardumav, which is the soft, Rashi explains, is the soft part of the hyssop branch. Apparently there's the, there's the uh, firm side and then the more of the uh, bendable side. So gardumav koshu. It's going to be kosher if you have this in koshu. In any amount, even the smallest amount is going to be okay. All right? As long as you could have the vilakachta. The Mepharshim explained, as long as you're holding something. As long as you, you took for yourself. Now, kasokadaitim. We thought, of shnayim, from the fact that when two, two branches are still being held, it's kosher. He holds that lemaisa, let's say I started out with two. Two lemaisa is okay. You're supposed to take three. But if I took two, 
we're going to assume it's also okay. And this that it says Shleisha is Lemitzvah. And since you're basically saying that it's just preferable to take three, it must be that the Rabbana hold that it's Ma'akiv to take three, and that's the Machloikas. What's the idea here? Machloikas between, we said, if you have a tie around one branch, that's not a bundle. A tie around three branches, everyone agrees it's a bundle. What about a tie around two? That's the machlekas Rebbeisi and the Rabbana. That's the assumption here. Rebbeisi is going to say it's a bundle. Rabbana will say it's not. V'hatanya. Uh, it says the Gemara I, but we learned in Rebbeisi, Rebbeisi Yomer, Ezev Shetchilase Shtai Mishiara Vecher. When you start out with two and you end up with one puzzle. Ve'ina kosher achi tchilase shloisha ushiara v'shtayim. You see, according to Rebbeisi, it's not enough to start with three. It's not enough to start with two and end up with two. You have to start with three. So you see, even according to Rabbi Yaisi, a bundle is going to be uh, is going to be three. Sigmara so says you're right. You can't say that about that's the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. Sigmara so says you're right. Rabbi's opinion is you need three in order for it to be considered a bundle uh, to be ma'akev. Without if you don't start with three, uh, the the mitzvah didn't start. And it's the one who holds three is for a mitzvah. And I'll show you that this is true, that Rabbi Yaisi is the one who holds it's ma'akev, and the Rabbana say it's not ma'akev. Got it? The Ezai, the where you start out with two, shiara v'echad, and you end up with one, kosher is going to be kosher v'enei posel, adshe yuhu, it's not posel until you have t'chilasai u shiara v'echad. Shiarav echad, posel ha'amid shiarav echad kosher. How can you tell me when one left, when one's left, it's posel, when originally you told me that when one when one is left is still going to be kosher. We turn the yomud over here. So uh, you said that even if one if one remains, it's going it's still going to be kosher. Says Gemara Ela rather say right on top. Mom is right on top of Yud Gimel on the base thirteen B. Ela Ema Achet the Hitchilasai Kishi Yarav Echad. Rather, what it means is it's not going to be puzzle. Until you have one left. As long as you don't have one left in your hand, it's going to be okay. So you see that Lamaisa, according to the Brisa, when you have two, kosher or not, yeah, two is going to be kosher. It must be the Rabbanan are of the opinion that three is a mitzvah, but two is okay. And Rebbeisi is the one who says that three is ma'akid. Period. End of that back and forth and discussion about which connected with Hocha Sukkah but really went on to other halachas as well, which is what's considered a bundle. When you tie something around something else, is that give it the status of a bundle or not? If I just have one branch with a tie around it, is that a one branch bundle? No, not a one branch bundle. If I have three branches together tied, is that a bundle if I tie it? Yeah. What about two? Now, Lacha is, Machoikas Rebbeisi Edni Chachamim. Rebbeisi says that it's not, a, it's not a bundle if you have two. And the Chacham will say it is a bundle. Period. End of that discussion. Okay. Darash Mareimar. Mareimar gave a drasha. Ha. According to this opinion of Rebbeisi, it's going to come out a chumrah by by uh, the paraduma, but a kula by schach. Why? 
Because if you hold that only three branches tied together are a bundle, let's say I tie two branches of schach together. A problem? No. No bundle. Right? I'm not going to have a problem. So that's going to be a kula, a leniency. However, when we say you've got to take a bundle of hyssop to, for the paraduma, if I only take two branches, I didn't do that, I didn't get my mitzvah. I, I would have had to hold three. Yeah, good clarification. Dorash Maremar. Maremar gave a drosha and he said as follows Hani Isuraisa Disura. When you have branches that are tied together like Sura, the name of a place, Misachachem Bahu. It is kosher schach. Yeah, we have it. Is that the place? Okay. Yeah, it's kosher schach. Afal Gab de Agadam. Even though they're tied together, they're tied together. They're tied together just for counting. Okay, very good. What is going on over here? So, what's going on over here is that Sura was a name of a we'll call it a business town. When people would tie together their branches from Sura, that was just to make it easier to, to um, account up when they were selling. It wasn't bundled together, the shame being bundled like we wanted it to be together. It was like this, people bought firewood, people bought slats in numbers of five. So everybody would do five, what do you want, you know, how many, 20? Here's four bundles of five. But it wasn't bundled together, the shame being bundled. It was just to, to make it easier for the for the um, transfer, for the transfer from from one to the other. That doesn't take on the status of it being a bundle, and Zakrashi doesn't take on the status of it being a bundle. It was just there for carrying like that. It was never kept that way, and therefore it's going to be kosher. Yeah. And if there's no nafkamina, the schach we have are these bamboo things. Oh, Gewaldic. Ask Rabbi Ravinsky one second. We know that according to halacha, you're not allowed to have bundled schach. What's with all these bamboo mats? But so I, I was going to say is if it's something, is it only considered bundled? If it's something that's makabal tuma, so that item is really for bundling, so it's not bundled. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't, I, I don't think it's that. I think that you're allowed to use the bamboo mats because the rabbi blessed it. Nah, okay. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. The bamboo mats are not put. The you know those those various bamboo things are not uh, bundled together. It's matted side by side. Okay. And therefore, since it's matted side by side, as long as it's matted according to halacha, it's not a vessel. Therefore, the only issue you're going to have is this gezerah derabanan of people coming to make a mistake of one shifting their sack on top of their sukkah. And when you have it made like that, no, that that's not the way people lay things out on the sukkah. And you're laying it out as kosher schach, and therefore it'll be okay. Yeah, that's a, but that's also a very important clarification 
that the bundling that we're talking about is is group bundling, not side by side laying out of bundling. Very good. Amar Baba says, "Hani trifi When you have um, you have trifi, you have little huts to orbini that are made out of orbini. Now, we'll, um, uh, the best way to picture this is a handmade willow tree. Okay, meaning usually you have a tree that grows up from the ground, and the weeping willows come over and form a a covering. Right over here, a person kind of just took these branches, tied it together on top. And now you have like a, a hut made out of various branches. So he says, If you take off the top knot, so now all that's holding it together is, you know, some sort of string or rope around the bottom. It's no longer called bundled and it's going to be valid as chach. Says the Gemara, why? It's still connected on bottom. You open that up. That's one option. Okay, maybe you open that up as well. You didn't necessarily take it off like you did the top one, but you opened it. Okay. I could even say if you didn't open it, it's going to be okay. Why? Any, any knot, any you know, bundle that's not made for the purpose of holding it together is not, is not considered an eget, is not considered a bundle, and therefore it is kosher as schach, which would be another potential answer to Rabbi Ravinsky's question of our current day mats, period. Listen to this, fascinating Allah. Any veggie that a person can eat as marar on Pesach. Any vegetable that a person can eat as marar on Pesach. Okay? Mivian esatom. These vegetables as well are capable of um, becoming tome and giving over tome. Okay? Mivian esatome. And since they themselves become tummy, they're not chaitzitz, they don't stop tumma from spreading as well. And they cannot be used as chach. We view it like it's empty space. So let's just give ourselves an American example. We know that there's five types of mar. Okay? The two that we're most familiar with in our, in our, uh, you know, by our Pesach Sedarim is horseradish and lettuce. What else? Anything else? Horseradish and lettuce. I would say it's the two main ones, yeah? And we learned, when we learned Pesachim, interestingly, lettuce is probably better than horseradish. Okay? Lahalacha. Like lichatchila, ideally, even though horseradish makes you cry, as the real men eat, Horseradish and wear pink ties. Yeah, all right. I just made that up. All right, but um, uh, we learned them sochem that chazeres lettuce is that. So here's the deal. If I lay lettuce out as my schach, 
does that have the status of invalid schach? Where now I need dofen akuma? Or is it like nothing? It's like open space, it's like air, and therefore I would need less than three tzfachim of lettuce on top of my sukkah to, you know, to get rid of the lovet problem, to, in order for me to use love. My time. What is the reason that they become tummy and it's considered like not posel schach? Kivan yavshi parchi is fascinating. Since when they are out for a while and they dry up, parchi v'nafli, they will crumble apart into multiple pieces. Kimanda less nehudami, it's like it's not even here. Even now, when it is here, we view it like it's not here. Okay? Now, interesting to note, the Mepharshim make a point of saying that this is only true for something that will take place on Sukkot. Very often, even, you know, any schach that you lay out, ultimately, when it's out for a while, will shrivel. Once you detach something from the ground, it continuously shrivels. But most things don't shrivel so fast. These things will shrivel so fast that it's not going to make it through Sukkot. And therefore, even now, when it's up there, we say it's Kamanda Leka. It's like it's not, uh, it's not even around. Kamanda Lesnahudami. It's like it's not even here. Okay. The Amar of Abba, Ravuna, Rav says name of Ravuna. Habaitzer Lagahas. Ain la yadais. A very interesting halacha when it comes to tumma. And this, it says follows. Habaitzer Lagahas. A person who squeezes grapes for the gas. What does that mean? The purpose of my squeezing is to turn it into wine. That's the purpose, okay? Now, anything that has a use, a primary use, is capable of becoming tummy, okay? Anything that's connected to it as well becomes tummy. So let's give an example. Ready? I'm holding a cup. This cup does not have a handle. Well, let's say I would have a cup that has an attached handle. And the cup becomes tummy. What's the status of the handle? So we say the handle becomes an extension of the cup. Aye, it's not the cup itself. It doesn't hold anything. It's only there. You, you, you know, you could say, you know, well, it, it, maybe it's a separate thing. Here's a handle, here's a cup. No. We view a handle as a chilek. It's, a, it's, a, it's an extension of a cup. That's how we usually do it. So when you have fruit that's capable of becoming tummy, I would say the handle, the stems, also should be tummy. But the Gemara over here is letting us know that um, a food becomes tummy not only when, let's, the example we're giving is a grape, not only when the grape touches the dead body, even when the handle of the grape the stem of the grape touches a dead body, and the grape itself didn't. The grape itself is still going to become tummy. Okay? Again, what touched it? Not the grape, not the main object, the stem that I would say has no value, is nothing. Eh? The stem touches, becomes tummy. Okay. However, once it's squeezed, ain't like others. All right. Rav Nashi Bar Gadam Rav Huna, Rav Nashi Bar says, in the name of Rav Huna, this chach, 
a person who harvests for the purpose of schach. He cuts down straw, he cuts down wheat, he cuts down wheat for straw to be used as schach, um, whatever he cuts down, uh, any stock. Aim lo yodis. Okay? So now, also aim lo yodis. Why? Because it's not considered food anymore. And therefore, anything that touches it is not considered a handle of food. It's now considered a handle of schach, and nothing's going to be possible. Then you'd have a problem. Very good. So it depends why. If I'm cutting it down for food, if I'm cutting it down for food, then I'm going to have a problem. Since here I'm cutting it for schach, I won't. Go ahead. All right. Manda Omar the one who says that when you cut down the schach um, for. Manda Omar Kaitz, when is that you cut down the schach? We don't consider the yadais to consider to, to keep the tumah going. Koshke invites it. Certainly, when you press the grapes for wine, we'll say that there's no yadis. Why? There's no halacha of yadis. Because a person does not want that to have anything to do with his chamre. He doesn't want the stems to have anything to do with his wine. So it's like the stems are bottle over here. But according to one who says that by baitzer, that when you harvest the grapes and then you press them, there, there's no yadis. Maybe he'll still hold He'll still hold that the stems of the wheat kernels, maybe those will have the status of yadis, where if the stem becomes tomei, the tumma will transfer. Why? Because you want those stems there. Again, why did I cut down these wheat stalks? Not for the wheat kernels, right? Like Harris right. Not for the wheat kernels. I'm doing it for my schach. So now, if I'm cutting it out for my schach, what's the main thing that I want? The stem, the stalk, or the kernel? Of course the stalk is better for me. It covers more of my sukkah. Right. And therefore, the stalk retains its importance more so than the stem of a grape, where the whole reason for that was, was the shame wine. was for the purpose of wine. Okay, a very sensible idea. Which basically is like this. Let's 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 uh, let's talk in our own terms. Let's talk outside for a minute. Yodas, handles. What's a handle of something? A handle is really something that's attached for a secondary reason. It's not my main thing that I want. The halacha of yodas is if a handle touches toma, touches impurity, even the main vessel becomes tummy. That's the halacha of yodas. We had two different amirav. One saying that the halacha of yodos does not apply when you're cutting the grapes for the wine press. The other one says it doesn't apply when you're cutting wheat kernels for your schach. And what the Gemara basically just clarified is that if you hold that there's no halacha of handles by the stem of the schach, you will certainly hold there's no stem by the grapes. Because by the schach, you should want that. And there's still no tumah, how much more so by the grapes, where you don't even want the stems there. There's no halacha of yodas. But the one who says that there's only no halacha of yodas by the grapes, maybe will very well still hold there's a halacha of yodas by the stalks of the wheat kernels. Even though I cut it down for schach, because I cut it down for schach, I want those stems there, and therefore he'll say the halacha of yodas continues to apply. Okay. Name. I think it has to do with one is hayates and one is adama. 
Is there so? Why would there? Why so? It, uh, good. Okay, there's different brachas. Okay, that's um, my response. Is there would be? I hear what you're thinking. I I hear the distinction, but the question is if that distinction would change the halacha. Very good. Name of the Rebbe Nashar Bagada Tanahi. Let's say that the halacha of Nashar Bagada is actually Machlekes Anon Tanulon Terbaisa Soichei Teinav Hamteinim. When you have figs on the branch, Parkilin Ubehemanov. And you have clusters with grapes. Kashim, you have straw ubahem shibailim with the the shibailim with the the kernels. Machbedais ubahem tomorrow, and you have palm shoots, palm fronds with dates on them. Cool, not palm fronds; those are lulavim, but palm branches with with dates. Kulam, all them. Imsaylus move ala ichlam chira. If you have more. Um, branch than food, so then it's valid to be used as chach. You hit us? You're allowed to use things that are detached from the ground. What if I, but you're not allowed to use fruit. Okay? As chach. You could use it as decoration like we learned. You can't use it as chach. What happens if I have fruit still connected to my branch? Is the branch valid chach or not? It depends. Depends how much fruit is on it. That's what we're saying right now. Harris says no. Let's see. All right, the imlav psula. If there's more fruit than branch, nothing doing. Achimer, that's the Tanakhama. Achimer say, "Achu kashim rub malayada is va'alaychle." Yeah, you need that the straw is more than the yadais and the fruit. You need more. Now mala more. In other words, it's not enough that you have the branch is more than just the fruit. You need the branch to be more than the fruit as well as the stems of the fruit. Now, mala bakemivki. Let's say this in the machlekes. The marsavar yeshle yadais. Umar Savar Whether you include Yadais, whether we include the handles or something to be a chilek, a part of the fruit. According to Abba, it's certainly going to be a machlaikas tanoi. Okay? Because otherwise he has no tana backing him up at all. He has no tana. He's not going to agree with the Tanakama. He must hold uh, uh, he must hold like Achir. According to Menashe Vargamda, maybe there's no Machlaikas Tanoi. Because he doesn't have to follow Achirim. He stims with the Tanakama. And therefore, maybe we'll say that, um, that uh, the stems of something never are considered a chilek of the fruit. So with the Gemara, just to keep an overview of what the Gemara is trying to accomplish over here, it is the Machlaikas Amiram that we had is it the same as this machlokas between the Tanakama and Achirim when you have the, in a situation where the, where the fruit is still connected to the branch? At what point do we call it fruit instead of branch? Is this machlokas have anything to do with the earlier machlokas of handles? According to Rav Abba, yes. According to Venashia, not necessarily. Amar Lachar Venashia, Venashia is going to say, Dukuli al-Masavri, Akaitzel Ischachi, and the others. Everybody's going to say that when you cut the grain down for schach, ain la yadais, we don't include the yadais in the count. Here's what happened. When the fruit was connected to the branch, I didn't cut the branch for schach. You know why I cut the branch? Because I want to eat the fruit. So now I got a problem. Because in my mind, why, when I look at this date branch with dates, what does Tenler see? 
dates. That's what I see. I see dates. I don't see a branch. You know what that branch is? That's my bone to bite my ribeye off of. Yeah? It's the, it, the, 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 the branch is completely secondary. Completely secondary to it. Okay? So over here is, I cut it down, so it has the name of fruit, so I cannot use it as chach. But then I changed my mind. I'm like, ooh, one second. You know what? Oh, you know, I really love these dates tonight for the meal on Sukkot. But I see more sun than shade. I better use this branch as my schach. Okay? So all of a sudden, at once I cut it, I'm changing my mind as to what I see. Where the main thing in my mind now is, is uh, the branch. And that's where uh, Achirim is going to say there's no yados because you changed your mind. The Tanakama will say, no, it's still the others, because since at the time that you cut it, you intended it to be fruit, we still view the stems like it's, it's fruit. Ask the Gemara, if I initially cut it to, for the fruit, what is the reason for the Rabbanon who hold there's no yados? Yeah, what do you mean there's, again, what's a handle? Something secondary to the fruit. So if I cut it initially for fruit, why would I say that the stems... Aren't, uh, aren't fruit over here. Once I change my mind, so it's no longer here, I'm no longer looking at fruit, I'm looking at branches, that's not true. Can a person's thought process simply, all you need is a thought process, simply change an entire halacha around with no action whatsoever? I just changed my mind? Yeah? Sounds like a politician. Change my oh, I forgot. Yeah, I just changed my mind. Did nothing. Yeah, I have a tanam. We learned in the Mishnah. Kol kalim top of tomorrow's daf. All vessels yardin leitumah machshava. All vessels become tummy with machshava. What does this mean? So, I'm holding a bent piece of wood. Is wood capable of becoming tummy? Plain wood? No. I'm looking at this bent piece of wood. I'm like, oh my goodness. This would make a really cool meat tray. I'm going to use it as a meat tray. I think that to myself. All of a sudden, this piece of wood is capable of becoming tummy. Because in my mind, I made it capable of becoming tummy. My mind changed it from being a stripped down piece of wood to now being a dish. Now that it's a dish. So, I use it for meat. And, but now I'm like, oh, you know, um, I don't want it to be a meat dish anymore. Does that make it no longer a vessel? No. It remains a vessel until I make a strong change in it crack it in half, whatever. I make a big change in it, that's what changes its status. So interesting. To make something capable of becoming tummy, which means to make something into a vessel, it's a mindset. To remove something, it's not a, uh, it's not a, you need more than just a mindset. And an action removes uh a different action and a thought process. So initially I did something to make it a vessel or I thought it into a vessel. How do I remove that? Through an action. 
However, machshava, a thought process, thinking something doesn't change one's action, nor does it change one's original thought process. We're leaving, we're going to stop over here, but we're leaving off with a question. And that question is, how can we say that the stem of the, of the date, let's say this date branch with dates on it, how can I say that my thought process of, I originally wanted it to be fruit. Oh, you know what? Now I want it as schach. So now that I'm counting it as schach, the handles of the stem, the handles of the dates, right, the part connecting, no longer considered chashuv and it's not the, why? What I do, all I did was a thought process. It already had a status of food. All I did was with my mind decide it should be something else. But the Bryson says just thinking something else ain't going to do it. So why are we allowing a simple thought process to completely change something status when we know usually it's not going to work? That's the question we're ending off with. And we'll continue on this point. We'll repeat this question tomorrow. Emir Tzashem, when we learn, we'll, we'll restart from the bottom of Yud Gimel Mbez. We'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.